It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friends. It is so good to be with you for another episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. And this week, in preparing for the show, it's been kind of a troubling week because I see what has been happening in the headlines. And I always will pray before I put this show together is, Lord, which way do I go? Uh, What is it that the listeners need to hear? And I kept hearing in my spirit this week is uh, to put together a show about facing your giants. You're going to hear a testimony in just a few minutes from Brian Welch of the group Corn. Now, he was facing some serious giants in his life. Right now, we are in a time in this entire world where it seems like it is just chaotic. I don't know how anybody out there has a day without a little bit of anxiety, a little bit of worrying. And so what happens when you have the giants of uncertainty that just seem to come in on your life? Well, that's when I come in with this show to remind you that no matter what giants come in your life, you have a Goliath inside of you. That's right. God has placed inside all of us, not a spirit of fear, but a spirit of power of conquering those giants that come in our life. Because friends, right now we are living at a, in a time that We have got to understand what is God doing in this land? What is God doing in this world? What is God doing in your life? Now, someone told me a few months ago, they said, Ron, we heard your program, but I want to ask you, why do you not encourage more people to go to church and go inside the building of a church? And I said, well, that is not my call in my life. God has called me to tell people that he wants the church inside of them, that you need to become dependent upon God and God only, because the church will absolutely, absolutely is made by human hands. The church will fail you. The church will not fill you when you need to be filled. The church will not talk to you about issues that need to be talked about because they want to also be politically correct. They don't want to jeopardize their 501c3 nonprofit status. So we've kind of got a watered down church. So people are going through hell in their life. They are desperate for success from God. So where are they supposed to go when the giants of doom and gloom are coming in their life? Well, that's what this show is about. My job is to encourage you, empower you, inspire you to try God again and again and again. It is only when I was desperate 20-some years ago that I was desperate from a touch from somebody called Jesus. And it was like, hey, if you're real, if you really have something, a purpose, a destiny for me, I want to know about it. I need to touch and feel your presence. 
And friends, it happened. That was over 20 years ago, and I've never turned back. And that's why I buy time and do these broadcasts to share with anybody that who, who will listen. God is not finished. God is not sleeping. He's not forgetting about what you're going through. He knows the giants that are in your life. He knows the desperation that you have. We have to become focused on him, not our job, not our wealth, not our relationships, not our children. We've got to have some time with God for the true 100% failure-proof ideas, empowerment, encouragement, and inspiration that he can only give. That can only come with the relationship with God. God has a message for me to give to you. God wants to put a message in you to give other people. Friends, we are living in the greatest time ever to be a Christian. We can let our light shine and scatter the darkness and scatter those giants that are coming in our life. But we have to be so desperate for success from God that we just fall on our knees of humility, of humbleness, and say, God, I've tried it my way too much too long and I can't do it. I'm scared. I'm worried about the future. I'm worried about my children. I am desperate for a touch from you. I need to touch the hem of your garment and give me some peace that surpasses all understanding. Friends, it really is that easy. And I don't understand why the churches don't talk about that more to encourage and to empower you. But so many of the churches get these regurgitated messages, sermons that they give to nationwide churches and talk about this this Sunday, talk about this this Sunday. But yet the people sitting in their pews are wondering, am I going to get a touch from God today? Is God going to answer me today? Is God going to fill the hurts in my life with his peace, with his presence, he's going to meet you where you're at, just like he did me. We have to become so desperate, so dependent upon God to be who he said he is and to show up and show off in our lives. I'm going to play you a testimony from Brian Welch. He is with the group called Corn. Now, years ago, He was into some heavy drugs. He was desperate for a touch from God. I want you to hear his testimony. And then when we return, I'm going to tell you how to face those giants, how to get excited about life again, how to put that anxiety, worry, and discontentment away from you once and for all, and to understand this is your time in life. Listen to this incredible testimony from Brian Welch. On a peaceful Arizona afternoon, Brian Welch and his daughter Jenea share a mutual love for music. That's a song. Uh. But just a few years ago, Brian would have given anything for just a few moments of peace. I want to be here for Jenea. I want her to, she lost her mom to drugs and I I just need your help. Please just help me, help me, God. I, I said it from my heart. Known to his fans and friends around the world as head, Brian made it big, multi-platinum big, 
as co-founder and lead guitarist of the band Korn. The second record came out, hit number three on the Billboard chart. When we go to the third album, the, the album goes like 100,000 copies a week and we start selling. We kept climbing. Korn kept on selling records, more videos, more fame, huge shows. The band's unique sound, called new metal, is a mixture of heavy metal and alternative rock. It catapulted these five friends from Bakersfield, California, into superstardom. And while most of the world saw Brian the rock star, the man who had it all, Brian tells a different story of how he was dying inside and attempted to kill the pain with drugs and alcohol. I go back on the road and I start, I start drinking, you know, and just be like, okay, guys, let's party. Sweep every, all the pain under the rug, kept sweeping it under the rug. While it didn't seem to affect his music, it had a devastating effect on his marriage. I'd go home and me and my ex-wife would, would uh, do drugs and, and fight while Corn's just climbing up to the top. Brian tried several times to quit the drugs, but he was powerless to fight them. Then the arrival of his daughter, Jenea, changed everything. Brian and his wife, Rebecca, went on the straight and narrow, at least for a while. And that was like the best thing that I was like, life's going to be good now. Life's going to be good. I got my fan. I got my wife. I got my baby. We're still climbing up. And then uh, I go back on tour. I got clean while she was born and stuff. I go back on tour. Pop open the beers after the first show. I'm instantly hooked again. Rebecca starts doing speed at home with the baby. And uh, I'm still climbing, you know, success. And home is just horrible. Rebecca's missing. I'm missing my baby so bad. When I come home, I'm so drunk or, or hungover. And then I spend a couple of days with my kid. I end up bumping into someone that does speed. I do speed at home with my kid. And uh, it just gets worse at home while the success grows, you know. Then his wife left him and Jenea and they divorced. I panicked. I mean, nothing. My rock star dream, my money, nothing, none of my power, none of my gangster friends could could stop that, that trauma from happening. Eventually, Brian won custody of Jenea. But that started a tug of war in his heart. He wanted to take care of his daughter, but hated exposing her to the wild party life of corn. How could you leave um, um, a huge band that's like one of the biggest bands, like it's coming around, rock bands that changed like music, you know? It's like, how, how can you leave that? But how can I not be there for my daughter? As Brian agonized over his decision, he dove deeper and deeper into drugs and alcohol. Then one day, he heard his daughter singing a corn song. When I heard Jenea singing a corn song called Adidas, it stands for All Day I Dream About Sex. It's like a party song, you know. And uh, when she sang that, you know, she didn't know what she was singing, but it was like, what am I doing to my kid, you know? I felt like a loser, the biggest loser in the, in the world. And that's when, around the time when I was having those thoughts, you know, I'm no good for this kid, you know. During that time, Brian went into real estate with two partners who happened to be Christians. They never troubled Brian with their faith until... At one point, you reached out to them. What happened? What made you reach out to them? Because you knew where they were Christians. They actually reached out to me. Through an email, Brian told his partners how his life was falling apart. One of them replied with a verse from the Bible. Come to me, all you who are weary, and I will give you rest. And I was like, could it, could Jesus be real? I was thinking that in my mind. Is this guy not just a goody-goody? Could, could there really be a God? 
and is he calling me? And I was like, I looked up that scripture and I was, I wanted it to be true. Eventually, Brian went to church with him. So uh, we went to the service and uh, the music came on and all these people went up to the front and started praying. And I was like, this place is weird. But I was drawn. I felt, I felt something going on. He said, does anybody want to receive Christ? And I did it for myself. I was like, and uh, I said the prayer, went home, rolled up a hundred dollar bill, laid out a big line of speed, snorted it and said, I, I, I remember it perfectly too. I, I was clear. And I said, Lord, if you're real, like that guy says, please take these drugs from me. I can't quit. I want to do them, but I want to stop. Brian snorted speed and read the Bible for a week, searching for answers. Then one day... And I felt this peaceful presence, and I started shaking a little bit, and I got goosebumps everywhere. And the first thing I felt was, I love you. And I was like, Father, I just, I was frozen. I said, Father. I was like, this is God. And then it went away, but it was so real. It took over the high. And when it went away, the drugs just was, my mind was like, that was, that was just drugs or something. That wasn't real. That wasn't God. And so I did drugs all night long. The next day I woke up and I had to, I had a feeling to go to my Bible. I opened it up and I pointed and it said, the soul who sins is the soul who will die. <laughs> and to me right then, I was like, I felt like God told me right there. I revealed myself to you last night. It's time for you to stop the drugs. It's time for you to be done. And I just was oh, consumed with fear. I was like, I went and grabbed all my drugs and threw them in the toilet and just said, I'm done, God. I'm yours now. I'm yours. And it's the last time I did drugs. That's pretty major for that to happen, for someone to be on drugs for so long. Yeah. It's a miracle. And to be dude. totally clean. At that same time in 2005, Brian split from corn and sent the music world into a spin. Brian, on the other hand, was baptized in the Jordan River and started his new journey. Well, how did it feel to be released from corn? Um, to tell you the truth, God was real. He revealed himself to me. He kept revealing himself to me. And uh, I felt his presence at my house. He's speaking through my kid. Like, just all this crazy stuff was happening, and that's all that mattered to me. I was like, okay, that band stuff, the stardom, the money, everything, it doesn't matter anymore. It's God. God, he, it was so real that I was like, I don't care what I do the rest of my life. Oh. Brian has taken his responsibility as a father head on. And now, instead of lewd lyrics, Jenea hears her dad talking about the love of Jesus. Brian chronicled his story in a best-selling autobiography called To Save Me From Myself. He's also back in the studio working on a new album. Both the book and the music reflect Brian's journey from self-destruction into the loving arms of God. Why do you think God put you here on this earth? He put me on earth to have fellowship and intimacy with Him. I mean, I'm going to spend as much time as I could possibly spend getting to know Him every day. I don't want to waste any time. I wasted enough time. It's just... That's what I'm put on earth to do. Be intimate with God, get to know Him as much as I can in here, and let Him fill me with the Spirit so He can do the work by bringing people into the kingdom. Boy, what a powerful testimony from Brian Welch. He was desperate. 
for a touch from God. God came, filled him up, and Brian said he could feel the presence of God. And today he is walking proudly with Jesus to tell everybody that no matter what demons in your life, you can have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And right after the break, I'm going to tell you how to not only face your giants, but to feel the presence of God in your life. Do you wonder about your future? Are the challenges of life becoming overwhelming? The challenges of life affect us all. And God wants you to know He loves you and wants to help you. God is for you and not against you. In fact, God loves you so much that He sent His Son Jesus into this world just for you. As you learn to depend upon Jesus as your personal trainer, you'll have access to His infinite wisdom, power, and strength. And by hearing and reading His Word, God will show you the answers to all your problems. And soon, you'll begin to see a greater measure of success in every area of your life. Never forget that when you invited Jesus into your heart, your past was erased, setting you free to discover your destiny, your purpose in life. You are destined for success. So be determined today to enjoy success by God. So give me faith like Daniel in the lion's den. Give me hope like Moses in the wilderness. Give me a heart like David or be my defense. So I can face my giant. Welcome back, listeners. Today, I'm talking about facing your giants. That's right. Letting that David that's locked up inside of you to be released and to fight the giants in your life. So I want to ask you, what is the giant in your life? What is the one thing in your life that is controlling you? That is your giant. That is the thing that can take you down and stop you from having an intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. So what is the one thing? I want you right now to bring that to your memory. What is the one thing? And just simply say this, Lord, here is my giant. I need you to show me how to defeat, destroy, and disintegrate this giant in my life. Well, friends, I absolutely believe that is going to happen. And it simply happens when we begin that intimate relationship with Jesus Christ. Now, listen, I'm talking about, I want you to think about this. It's easier to kind of a little analogy. Okay, you're digging a hole and you're digging a hole and you come to level number three. And you find Jesus. Life is good. You feel good. You go to church. Everything is well. So you stop digging. And then all of a sudden, over a period of time, life seems to go back to the old way. Things just are different. You're still dealing with giants in your life. Well, friends, you can never stop digging for God. When Jesus was walking through the streets, all Word had to do is be put out into the streets. Jesus is coming. A miracle is coming. And people would just flood to the streets. Jesus died in order to defeat the giants in your life. But first of all, he is a polite Jesus. He's not going to just barge in. He has to be asked. He has to be sought. He has to be invited to come in 
and have a relationship with you, and then you turn over those giants to him. Friends, we have stopped digging for the gold in our lives because of comfort, of complacency, of prosperity, and really a lot of it because the leaders within the church give these good feel good type messages, but yet they never really get to the issue, the core issue. How do I get the hell out of my life? How do I face the giants that are trying to take me down? I look at the news and more giants of fear come in my life, giants of anxiety. I worry about my children. I worry about my retirement. Friends, you've got to put all that aside. You've got to focus on Jesus. Jesus said that, seek me. And everything else will come to you. Let's get Jesus in our life, a prayer relationship, a Bible reading relationship, and just begin trusting who he is. See, either Jesus was who he said he was, or he was an imposter. And he wasn't an imposter. He was real. And he takes the giants in your life and my life, and he destroys them. But it takes work. We have to pursue him. We have to persevere in our trials and tribulations. We have to do the things that we normally would not want to do. Years ago, I used to have a saying in my seminars, success seminars, successful people do what unsuccessful people are willing not to do. You know, you and I are faced with choices. And today is the day that we need to make a choice that I am not going to settle for mediocre anymore. I want peace in my life. I want joy in my life. I want to understand my purpose. Friends, that is only going to come through a relationship with God. He will give you the divine thought, the divine answers. Every single thing you need to do with your life is in the hands of the creator, the one that created you. But you've got to put all those idols to the side, the idols of your 401k, of making money, of chasing that big house, chasing the cars, chasing the dreams. Put God first. And when God comes first, the giants start falling one at a time. And he does this because, first of all, he wants to do it to make you go to your land of your destiny, but he does it to start building a holy confidence inside of you. So then you will begin walking with a faith, a faith that just shatters the mountains of difficulty, the mountains of discontentment, the mountains of doubt and destroys them. And all of a sudden, one day you wake up and you just feel this sense of peace this purpose. And you know something's different, but you really can't put your finger on it, but you're happy. You really start to sense a reason why you're here, what you are to do, and what you are to say. And some of those things that used to dominate you in your life, now they are being put to the side because God is beginning to manifest himself in your life. And then your actions change, your thinking changes, your words changes, your relationship changes. And soon people in this dark, evil, oppressed world Start noticing you because the light that is coming from you, the light of God, the light of goodness, the light of positivity. Friends, this is the greatest time in our life to be alive because we really can see 
what Jesus wants to do, the miracles, and we can become the hands and feet and make a difference in this world. And that's what he requires of us. Who cares if you just have a relationship with Jesus and go to church on Sunday, but do nothing else? I think Jesus had a word for those people at the end of the Bible. When they come up to him, he says, hey, get away from me. Depart from me. I never knew you. Friends, Jesus wants somebody he can know, he can trust, he can give power to. He can help you face the giants in your life, and you can declare a victory, a victory that you know you won through the power of God, the power of Jesus. Let's get excited. This is our time. We win. We are going to take all those naysayers, all those doubters, all the ones that think we're a little corny, a little different because we follow Jesus, we are going to have them knocking at our doors and say, Ron, John, Sally, Pete, whoever it is out there, I need a touch of what you have. I want to know why you are starting to get happy in life again. We want to know why your destiny is beginning to change and things are changing in your life. And then we have an opportunity to share our story. See, God is writing a story in your life and in my life. What will that story be, friends? You know, in life, it's never how we start. It's how we finish. Friends, this is your time, your time to face those giants. And I'm going to pray right now in the name of Jesus. Lord, I ask you right now, whoever is listening to this broadcast, that they have put their giant, their nemesis, the thing that is holding them back to become who you created them to be. They're holding that right now and handing it off to you. Fill them with your power. Fill them with your divine healing. Fill them with your inspiration and your divine imagination. Just take root inside of their mind and let them start dreaming the dreams that you placed in them before they were ever born. Lord, wake us up. Let us see what you need us to see. Let us do what we need to do and let us show the world once and for all that Jesus is real. Ron, will be back in a moment to wrap up today's conversation. We want to encourage you today with God's promise to you. It comes from the book of Jeremiah, chapter 29, verse 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. Plans to give you hope and a future. That's God's promise to you when you choose to commit your plans and future to Him. Now, back to Ron. Well, my friends, my time is up, and I hope you are ready to face the giants in your life. I believe 150% in you. I know what God will do through your life if you just trust him, if you surrender to him, if you allow him to fight the giants in your life. He will fill you with a peace and a power that will just blow your mind. He did it to me, so why in the world wouldn't he do it to you? He will. He's just waiting on you. I'll be back next week with another great episode of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Share this podcast. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. 
And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? And join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.